0: raider nation wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official raiders podcast network good morning raider nation i'm lincoln kennedy and today is september 13th 2022 thank you for joining us for another episode of the morning grind before we look forward we have to look back i know all of you in raider nation has watched the charger game and there are probably some question marks that you have, but I'm here to confirm and I'm here to actually I want to set your mind at ease, if you will. Just give me a little bit of time and hear me out. First and foremost, I want you I want you to know, don't panic. Uh what we saw on Sunday was pretty much really what I expected to see. And there's a number of reasons behind that. We knew going into the season we we're gonna have some offensive line issues, unfortunately going into this game with Jermaine Illuminar starting at right tackle, I kind of figured it was going to be a struggle. The main reason, and I'll I'll explain it as quickly as possible, the main reason is when you look at the Chargers, they've got two Pro Bowl edge rushers. Tillery was a defensive tackle. He gave us fits last year at the guard position. They have a defensive line that can generate pressure. So they have that advantage. Now... A lot of you will probably think, well, why didn't the Raiders just do, you know, max protection, keep a back and a tight end in? Well, they did that. And they had those backs and tight ends and stuff like that. Those extra blockers chip and do what they could. The problem is, and you, if you can imagine, the way that the Chargers play defense would allow them to double up the three eligible receivers that are going out, bracket, high, low, and you still have a safety in the hole. I mean, do the math. You've got four down linemen. That means you have seven in coverage. If you send out three receivers, that means you can double those receivers and you still have a safety that's reading the eyes of the quarterback sitting in the hole to make plays. So what has to happen is if you have max protection and you give that extra second or two in protection, then what has to happen is those routes have to win. It's a coaching adjustment. It's a quarterback read and progression adjustment. There's a number of adjustments that have to happen. More importantly, and most importantly, because I'm an offensive lineman, the protection has got to understand where your help is coming from. And a lot of times when you don't practice full protections, I mean, they did their fair share in, in preseason, don't get me wrong. However, because they were mixing with different combinations of offensive line, I will tell you as a tackle, if you don't know how that back or that tight end is going to chip or when he's going to chip, or if that that back or tight end doesn't know when to chip or how you play things, he can knock you. Well, he can knock the block off of you. He can knock you off the block, and he could uh, he could affect it, especially teams that are running a lot of games or stunts on the defensive line. So that's a work in progress. The route running has to get more efficient and more precise. Uh, we know Derek is an accurate quarterback most of the time, but there are times like yesterday. Part of his three interceptions, one he was trying to throw to Hunter Renfro was behind, and 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 of course. What I'll further say with, with just an added caveat, we'll talk about in a little bit, but there are little things that all go into the effective play of an offense. It's not just the quarterback or the offensive line or the receivers. It's a combination. Everybody's got to do their job at their best, and it takes time to, to sort of work on that. And I will say this, for what it's worth, I still feel everybody needs preseason, and I'll tell you why. I, I've said before, you know, I didn't think Derek Carr needed preseason. And I, now I'm, I have two years under my belt watching it, watching it closely. And I, I I think that's not true. The reason why is that there are a lot of timing routes that the Raiders try to throw against the Chargers. And there was one time where, you know, Darren Waller was wide open in the end zone on an out route and he threw it behind him. Uh, the second time is when he threw Hunter Renfro, you know, one of the times and it was behind him and it ended up being intercepted trying to put a little bit too much touch on the ball, and then, then really airing it out and vice versa. The I think the second interception to the Charger linebacker was he tried to tightrope it instead of putting an air out, air out in front and let Darren Waller run into it. That's got to be better recognition by the quarterback and better effort by the quarterback. But it all, like I said, it all comes down to a combination of, of everything. And it doesn't just fall on the offensive line or the offense. I think – What you saw, the dynamic of of Adams and Carr, look, it's going to be great. I have no problem with that. But what I do have a problem with is that if you call plays specifically to get the ball to Adams and you don't go through a progression, then you're staring down your receiver. That's an advantage defense. More importantly, if your receiver is not open, you're holding on to the ball. And Derek has, has done this in his past. I've watched his entire career. When he had Amari Cooper, he made it a point to try to get Amari Cooper to ball, no matter what the circumstances around. When he had Michael Crabtree, he made it a point to get the ball to Michael Crabtree. You remember those years in Oakland where he just made so many back shoulder throws, whether it was there or not? Then when he had defensive backs who were sitting on it, he didn't really have anywhere to go with the football. We know this, that Derek Carr is a pocket quarterback. He's not going to run. There's no changing that, that he is who he is. But you have to, if you're Derek Carr, you would want to think you have to go through your progression. You can't just get fixated on one player. He did it against the Chargers with Hunter Renfro. He did it with Adams. He did it with Darren Waller. He's got to go through a progression and be willing to check down the ball. And I know Derek well enough, and I've talked to enough coaches who have coached him, to know that he's a guy who will do what you tell him to do. Hey, if nobody's open, take the check down. He'll go through his quick progression, take the check down. Hey, this route is designed for Devontae Adams to come open on a whip route. I'm waiting for the whip route to help him, and I'm going to try to put it on. The great strength that Derek has is his accuracy. When he's accurate, he'll win football games for you. He'll throw his receivers open. He will make those big plays. When he's a little bit off, the timing's a little bit off, interceptions happen, and that's what happened uh, against the Chargers. So that's why I say don't panic. On the other side of the ball, we need the defensive collectively to pick it up. Max Crosby had a tremendous game, showing effort. He started the season the same way he finished last season. He was that he was that effective player. Now we need that from Chandler Jones. We need that from defen- the defensive tackles. We need that from everybody. And didn't really necessarily see it. Didn't really necessarily see the big play, the plays. To the Chargers' credit, Justin Herbert, who's a smart, smart quarterback, who's probably going to challenge for the MVP in my opinion this year, tossed around the ball to several receivers. Utilize his entire offense. Even when Keenan Allen went out of the game with a hamstring injury, and Mike Williams to one, I think only had one catch at the end of the day, he still tossed it around to a bunch of other receivers we probably never heard of or thought we would see. That's a sign of a quarterback not only using his legs to, to extend plays, but being more mindful to seeing the entire field and not just fixated on one or two numbers. So going forward, there's a lot of lessons that you can learn. But on the defensive front, you need to be, especially the front seven, you need to be more active. We need to have more playmakers like Max Crosby was trying to be. If he's going to dart in there, and Jonathan Abram also had a good game in my opinion. If he's going to dart in there the way he does when he's going to come under blocks, and there were a couple times where Max missed a few tackles that he should have had that would have been tackles for loss, he'll get better as that goes along. I think that still has timing to do with preseason. Hey, this is why I think preseason is important. There are things that are within this game that you can't duplicate in practice. You can't duplicate in the scrimmage. You're only going to duplicate them by being have them out there playing football in real speed against real competition. That brings the better effort out of you inside and out. And even if you know what you're doing, it shows you how to play fast, which is absolutely essential. We're a little banged up in the secondary. So there's got to be some adjustments. There's going to have to be some guys to step up. Now, this is where, you know, the guys who did play in the preseason come into, come into play because now they know the system. They know their responsibilities. Obviously, there's a reason why they're not a true starter or they're starting with someone else. They're a backup. So they're not as capable as your starters. So, you know, Patrick Graham, I'll have to make a few adjustments or understand a, a few coverages a little different. But that's growth. By no means should we panic because we dropped the first game. Yes, it's a divisional game. Yes, it's an AFC conference game. Yes, I understand. But you, you let's be honest, you didn't really think the Raiders were going 17-0, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. I still think the AFC West is the most competitive division in football. I still plan for the most of the AFC West teams uh, to, to split. Hell, the Raiders and Chargers split last year with each of them winning their respective home games. Possibly it can be the same thing for Denver. I would I would like to go as far as saying with Kansas City. However, Kansas City has had the Raiders numbers for the last couple of years. With that one win in ten years, I think it is. If the stats don't serve me it serve me wrong. So don't panic. It's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. We've got some good things. We saw some good things. He still has a lot of weapons. I expected them to run the football a lot more than they did. So I think you get back to the basics, and especially with the offensive line. There were, I think, there were four combinations of offensive line played in in, in Sunday. I got to tell you, I, I've never really experienced that. If someone's ineffective, you pull them and you go some of I don't, I don't really dance around with different combinations. I understand why they did it. I get it, but again, this is, and they did play those guys during preseason, so it's not counting. It's just, it's, it's weird to me. So I'm not going to question the the, the logic of Josh McDaniels and his staff. I'm just saying it's different to me. So I, but I do know that uh, it, 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 I feel comfortable in saying we don't need to panic. Okay, let's turn the page. Let's turn the page to, to, to the Cardinals coming in. Here's the thing. Cardinals play a lot of man coverage, man-free coverage. They try to have a high-tempo blitz package. So this is a case where, you know, your, your one-on-ones should win. If they're going to play that man, because they did the same thing to Kansas City, Kansas City's toasted them. We've got equal talent across the offensive board to Kansas City. And we we have just as capable of a quarterback. You're going to scheme for a high-pressure situation. You're going to scheme for a lot of blitzes. You're going to have more max protection here than you did and less check with mees And you're not only going to still try to run the ball, I think, a little bit more effectively, but you have the matchups that should win. Don't have to force the ball, but they should win. And defensively, you know, they're still without their main weapon in uh, in Hopkins, which which you still don't want to sleep on them because they do have weapons. But, you know, Kyler Murray was pulled. I'm still waiting to get information on why that happened. Uh, And and so this is a team that's sort of trying to fill, fill themselves out as well. It's a perfect opportunity for the Raiders not only to start their home season off right, but to get on the right track and get a win. So I think this is a game that's very winnable for the Raiders. It should be a, a crazy outing for Raider Nation at Allegiant. What we expect, that true home field advantage to come through. And, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I really am. Going forward, what I think needs to happen is I think, one, you need to solidify the offensive line. You got to figure out who the personnel is and just stay this is where we're going to go. Now you guys got to play. Okay. That will do so much to not only boost the confidence of all the individuals, but more importantly, allow them to get to know each other rather than looking over their shoulders. Coach, going to pull me? Everyone gets beat. Keep in mind, the guys on the other side of the ball get paid too. Everyone gets beat. But it's whether or not you can learn from it and prevent it from happening again. And to be fair to Illuminor, as much as I can, you know, he did get trucked when Mac ran him over and sacked Derek Carr. He has to learn about that bull rush. He still plays too high. I've always I've always said that, though, about him. Secondly, there were a couple of coverage sacks where Derek needs to have that internal clock go off in his head. Either throw the ball away, take a check down, do something, but don't sit there and hold the ball and stand, figure that you can stand tall in the pocket. Because there were a couple of times in that Charger game where that's exactly what he was trying to do. And that's going to be at an advantage to no one. We understand that you're a statue that you're going to but get rid of the damn ball. Either call shorter routes, either make sure you're, make sure your receivers are more effective and getting because all the charges, the charges set forth an idea of how to play the Raiders. Offensive line is a little suspect. We're going to press the receivers. We're going to keep keep players deep so they can't go deep. But we're going to press the receivers. So now the receivers have to win the one-on-one matchups, short and intermediate zones. And they're there. You just can't stare down one receiver and think you can go about it that way. Defensive line's got to pick it up. Collectively, he's got to pick it up. It can't just be Max Crosby's having a stale-out game because now teams are going to try to double and triple him and everything else. Or use his aggression against them, what the Chargers did a couple times is where they they stretched without outside of him. You know he and the backs would break a little bit of an arm tackle in the back or he would miss it, and then you know he had to play contain other ways with Jonathan Abram or other people or Nate Hobbs. That's all fine, but the, you know the, right now the defensive secondary is a little banged up. You might have to make a little bit of change to keep them more effective because you're going to be challenged by some you know capable quarterbacks and 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 would be receivers in the future. So it doesn't look grim by no means. I appreciate the effort that we saw w- with Adams, a part of, a part of this offense, and, and them consciously trying to get the football to him. But keep in mind, he's not the only weapon that's on this offense. You can't overshadow the fact that Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, I mean, are effective receivers. You have to pass the ball around. You have to make sure that you're using your backs and everyone else effective to keep defenses on your heels. You can't just focus on one guy. More importantly, your timing has to get better. So there are a lot of things that we've seen and we can be impressed with, but this is a team that's capable of scoring a lot. Not surprised by the Charger game again. They were evenly matched. I knew it going in, and I knew it would come down to wire. The last seven games now have been decided by a touchdown or less. The Raiders have won four of those. Okay? So, you know, I think this is when when we see the Chargers the next time, this is a chance where the Raiders get a little revenge, and they'll be better. They'll be better at that. All in all, it's it's one game. It's not the end of the world. Stay with it, Raider Nation. Have faith. Things are going to get better. Okay, I see the positives. I see I see I see the the, the sun coming through the clouds. We hate losing, especially hate losing to a division rival. But it's part of it. It's part of the growth. I go back to originally what I originally said. Everybody needs preseason, and I know you don't want to put your high-priced man in there for nothing, but. Timing routes are only going to get when you're running full speed. Crossing routes, timing routes where you're trying to throw an out pattern and try to put it on his, his outside shoulder to protect on the boundary shoulder to protect him. Can't throw it back inside. Can't throw it late. That's an interception in this league. There's too many good uh, defensive backs. That's why it's called the NFL. So you got to do better across the board, and I think they will. Well, I'm Lincoln Kennedy, and this is another episode of The Morning Grind. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the Raiders Podcast Network.